welcome back, guys, to the OGT podcast. Uh, today we got our boy Kate on here. Um, he's going to give anything like that. But we're just excited to get back with y'all. And first thing we always like to do is ask our guests what time they're on and uh, how they got there. So, Kate, why don't you get it started off? When you started um, – when you stopped living on your time, started living on God's time. Let's hear about it, bro. I would say that, like, when I first actually started – given my entire life to Jesus and quit living the way I wanted to live was probably about almost a year and a half ago around this point. Mm -hmm. Um, give y'all a little background. So y'all aren't just like thrown into the the fire of my life. (laughs) But, um, so I grew up, um, I didn't exactly grow up like going to church every Sunday. Like most people did. Um, I mean, like we would go on special occasions with our family, like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Easter, that kind of stuff, but um, wasn't really in a Christian household kind of thing. Um, but I didn't grow up like being a deviant or anything. You know, I grew up yeah. playing sports. Um, I, I played every sport I could. I made good grades in school. Listened to my parents, yada yada yada. Um, but I would say all that started to change kind of when I was fourteen. Um, when, when, when I was 12, my dad got diagnosed with leukemia and he battled that for around three years and he got it, got rid of it, got it, got rid of it. And it came back the third time and it came back with like two or three different kinds of cancer, like all at once. And he ended up passing away in August of 2017. So that's almost five years now, but like that was when. I would say my life started to like go downhill a little bit. I started to really go off and do what I wanted to do because, you know, I didn't really have that relationship with God to begin with, but because I didn't have it when I was faced with the trial of my dad passing away, it like just made me go even further away from where I was supposed to be kind of thing. Um, I started like, hang out with a bunch of people who were going to parties all the time um who you know idolized the um party life and having sex with girls and doing drugs and drinking and all that kind of stuff and that was who i hung around so that was like kind of who i turned into mm-hmm. and you know in the middle of all that like it's kind of like a popularity kind of thing um like i'd say popularity is kind of mixed in with that whole like lifestyle or or whatever so that that was something that I started to like crave was like oh how many people can like know me kind of thing Mm -hmm. like attention right yeah yeah definitely attention um so I started to like branch out on social media because like I couldn't really go everywhere at once and get people to me so I started to try and get people to know me through social media and that ended up me like making like a TikTok and making videos on there and stuff. Um, and I actually, I think I was 15. I was 15 when I started doing that. So like almost a year after my dad passed away, I started to like make TikTok videos and they started to get a little bit of attention. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like what I've been looking for. I like this attention kind of thing. And it started to, like, feed the hunger, I guess you'd say, 
and I kept making the videos, kept making the videos, kept making the videos, and I kept getting more and more and more attention. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I had over like 300,000 followers. And at that point, that's like, that's like a big part of your life. Like that's basically is doing TikTok videos. And it kind of like consumed my mind to the point where I was like, what am I besides this? You know? Mm -hmm. And when I really started to like question, like what I was doing with my life, was like it was towards the end of my senior year of high school um I see all my friends getting these like athletic awards and like academic awards and stuff and I'm not getting anything dude like I'm getting zilch and I was thinking to myself I was like dude what have I been doing throughout high school because like all these dudes are getting like all district all state yada 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 and here I have zero awards but I have a TikTok account yeah. So I'm, I'm like, you know, what do I really have to show for my high school experience besides this? And that kind of like made me realize that that's not who I wanted to be kind of mm. thing. Like now, um, you know, social media can be used obviously for like a good thing. And like, I would still like to have a following if it was for the right reasons kind of thing, you know, mm. but the way I had it then was kind of like it was it was from my own ego right and so I started to like really like think about my life because I was fixing to go off to college yada, yada, yada. and I was like dude I'm missing something in my life and if, I feel like if I just had that one thing that you know I would be on the right path to live the life that like I truly desired kind of thing um um Caleb I talked about this at FCA camp mm. and I I kind of gave like the FCA camp version of my testimony right that, that that's what they want me to do kind mm. of thing. and I'm not saying that FCA camp didn't have like a big part like a big impact in my testimony because it definitely did you know that that, that place is special special place is different. but a big part of an, another big part of like what changed my heart kind of thing was my girlfriend and like just it, it, it was like the little bit before um fca camp like when summer that, that little gap yeah beginning of summer kind of thing um rachel actually like kind of came into my life and she was like that positive christian influence on me and i started going to church every sunday and me and her started doing bible studies every night um mm-hmm. And like, she was really like spoon spoon feeding me the word kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And um, I was I was learning and I was getting like I was actually curious, and I, I was like, yeah, this this like looks like the life that I want to live. Like ever since I started turning away from what I wanted and you know doing what the Bible says, um, following all the commandments, yada yada yada, like. I've never been more at peace kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, joyful. So that's like, I would say when I started to really shift over from being on my time to being on God's time. Yeah. And I, I love 
you know, you did say something at FCA camp that I kind of like want to say here. You said, and I know you said the FCA camp version. I think that's funny. But uh, if, if y'all don't know, like Cade gave his testimony at FCA camp and it was really awesome. It was really cool. Um, but you said that social media wants to get your mind. Yeah. And wants your heart. And I love that because, like you said, social media is not a bad thing. <laughs> like, like you said, social media is not a bad thing. But whenever it gets here, that's when it really starts. Yeah. When it gets here and here. And so I want you to kind of, like you said, like kind of go into more depth about like whenever you really began to give everything to the Lord, really just – how he changed your attitude too, and like how you approach each day and like your goals. Now, I know you've told me, and I don't know if you want me talking about this. You've kind of said like, you even thought maybe about working for FCA now, just because yeah. you've seen like, like what that life is like. And imagine if you never went towards the Lord, you may not have even had that thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so my like whole kind of attitude towards I wouldn't say Christianity, but just like being good people kind of thing. Like yeah. before was like, oh, you know, I don't need these people. These people don't care about me. Why should I care about them kind of thing? Like I was, I was very arrogant and kind of ego boosted. And I didn't realize it until like I kind of came out of it. But dude, like I, I was just mean to literally everyone. I would like try and put myself above everyone. And like brag about having certain things that these other people didn't have and like that that was my personality especially was like trying to prove to these people that i'm better than them because kind of mm-hmm. you had more following and stuff than them go ahead hud my bad oh yeah good, bro. I, I just took a lot i took a lot you had a lot packed in that testimony bro and that's crazy man and uh it's crazy that it's on father's day that you're saying all this too but i think there's a reason for that you know yeah um, show the, a, a true father of love and you know how there always is that one you know that's cool but uh also in your testimony you're talking about like growing up that that kind of that good boy life mm-hmm. not really like necessarily living for jesus but just living to do the right thing yeah and you know i think that's a big misconception with today is being a christian and just being a good person um because you can be a good person but be as far as possible from God, right? Because mm-hmm. there's people sitting in jail cells right now that are as close as God as you, is, is uh, the, the person on uh, the pulpit Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's really cool, like, that just because you're living, like, I guess the right way, you're not necessarily living the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's, that's cool. And then you start hanging around with trash, you smell like trash. Exactly. But, yeah, keep going, bro. I'm sorry. I just I had to, I had to say something like that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so like, I would say coming like out, out of that, when God really started to like work on me, like it, it was crazy. Cause it, it was like one day I didn't realize, like, I'd, I'd say kind of like the negatives of who I am. And then like the next day, like I started to like really dissect who, who Cade was. And I started to look back on like how I treated these people. And I was like, dude, are you serious right now? Like mm-hmm. you're really treating people like this. And it was like this conviction in my heart of like who I've been and who I've become over the past years. And 
when God like really showed that to me, like he was like, Hey man, this, this is who you've been, man. Like I, I was almost disgusted with myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was very upset with how I treated people, how I treated myself. And dude, I like, I don't talk about this a lot, but during that phase of my life, dude, I was so disrespectful to my mom mm-hmm. and it like ruined mine and her relationship for the longest time. Like I just wouldn't do anything she said and she would be like, Kate, I'm really concerned for you. And I'd be like, I don't care. I'm trying to do what I want to do. You know? And it Man, we all really like that. ruined that relationship. We all yeah. that through that little phase. Like, I mean, I've, I've, I've been there. I've been through the whole like uh, re- rebellion stage. I think every teenager goes through that at some point, man. It's like mom or dad, like leave me alone or like whatever. Like yeah. and you just don't want to listen or what. I mean, we've all been through that. Um, but it's cool to see how God has delivered you through that. And mm-hmm. I want you, I didn't really even plan on talking about this. I want you to kind of talk a little bit about FCA camp the past week. Um, cause I want to talk about a little bit kind of about how, like, you know, we've seen our, we know our situations, you know, maybe some of us have struggled with partying or porn or alcohol or whatever, but dude, these kids that we worked with at camp, it was insane to see like what they've been through no. and yeah, dude, I, I want, I want to say for like just a second, like, you know, you, I want you to talk about kind of like your kids um, and Hudson, you were in an FCA camp, but you know, you're going to be there next year. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But man, I prayed over the topic of, I think I told you this, Cade, I, I prayed, um, you know, when Eric was telling us pray for something specific, did you pray for anything like specifically like for your kids? Yeah. Um, I just prayed that like, I mean, I, f- I, f- I feel like if I didn't have the same kind of like sort of situation or I couldn't relate to the kid kind of thing, then I wouldn't be able to get through to them. Mm-hmm. And I prayed out. I-, I was like, God, just what it, what, whatever kids you get, like you give me, please give me like a way to connect with them and to like show that we have similar backgrounds so that they'll like trust me with it and that we can like connect on that kind of level and they can see you through me kind of thing that's that's my prayer well i i don't know why but i prayed for something specific i prayed for and i think it's you know ironic because we're it's father's day we're recording this on father's day i prayed for the topic of fatherlessness i don't know why i really don't know why but i said lord if, if if these men and if these young men, they're, when they're like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I was like, if they, if, if there is a kid in my group that, you know, doesn't have a good father figure, doesn't have one at all, please help me to be a good influence for them. And the very first night of camp, I had a kid, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who, and I'm really not going to get into detail, but I had a kid come up to me and say, Caleb, my dad, um, my dad's been in trouble with the law. And uh, he, he went to jail. Yeah. The night, and started crying in my arms. Another kid said, I haven't seen my dad in four years. Another kid said, I haven't seen my dad uh, since I was five. And like all these kids started like telling me their stories. And uh, it was just crazy to see how like 
you know, if we weren't there for them and we weren't like that good influence for them, dude, I don't, I don't want to say they wouldn't have uh, nobody because they would probably have some people, but I don't, I just don't know like what they would have, um, who they would have to look up to, you know? Bro, that's so crazy that you say that because like, that's like a specific way that I prayed for me to connect mm-hmm. with them because that that's, that's something that I've been through. That's something that I've tried to run to the world with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like not having my dad in my life caused me to just, it, it, it broke who I was as like a young teenager kind of thing. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to like show these kids like, Hey, like it's gonna be okay, and I I know how I don't know exactly how you're feeling right now, but I have some sort of idea, and you know I I'm here for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know I definitely um I can't really relate, but in a way I get what you're saying, and I think that's that's definitely God part of God's bigger picture is saying that He is our Father, you know, because in this world we're gonna have disappointments, right? Like our, our, our parents aren't going to be perfect and there's going to be, there's going to be tough times. Right. But there is one thing that's true and uh, loving forever. And that's the one true father, you know? So yeah, that reference, that reference to him means, means a lot to a lot of people. And I'm sure it does you too, Kate. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that we're like talking about this on Father's Day, but um, mm-hmm. like something that, could have been like brought up in that, like we're, we're talking about fatherlessness. And I think that's like God almost trying to say like, Hey, you know, not all of us are going to be able to experience the love of a father on this earth. Not, not all of us are going to have good relationships with this father on this earth. Kind of like what Hudson was saying, you know, the, the, the one true father, like he's, he's going to be that perfect father. He's going to be there for you kind of thing. Like always. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just so crazy to think because, you know, not, not everyone gets to experience that kind of love. And for God, like, giving us the opportunity to experience that with him is just, like, such a gracious gracious display of his character kind of thing. It's crazy. I'm not going to lie. You said gracious, and I thought you said racist. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like what? No. It's racist. No, no I'm just kidding. I don't think God's racist, Caleb. God's definitely not racist. Okay. <laughs> no, but but you're right, man. Uh, you know Darius. Hudson, have you met Darius? Yeah, I think I have, actually. Okay. So Darius said something that I love that I really hold on to. He said, because um, Darius grew up, he's, I think he, he said he only saw his father a few times up to like his 15th birthday or something. And Darius told me something that I love. Uh, He said, my heavenly father has given me something that my earthly father could never give me a love that a home in heaven and a love that lasts. And he's just talking about how like he, you know, and I've talked about this with Hudson. I I read in um, that book, wild heart. You ever finished that book, Hud? Wild heart. Got about halfway through. Then we started training. So yeah but uh really good kate you should check it out but um it it says that your relationship with your earthly father can directly correlate to your relationship with your heavenly father and it's basically saying and it's not saying that your dad is anywhere near god as far as how much he loves you but it is saying that if you understand that your earthly father loves you it's going to be easier for you to understand 
how much God loves you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's Here's also, on the other hand, it's also to see, like, <laughs> if you don't have that, if you don't have that father, he is that father, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's just, that's another cool part of it. But, Cade, you know, we're here right now. We're having a good talk about it and everything like that. But what are the plans from here on out? Like, what do we got going on now? What's the next steps we're taking? Yeah, what about you and that girl, huh? <laughs> oh, whoa. Hey, hey. Hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> no, she's probably going to listen to this, and she's going to be like, oh, what about, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shoot, man. I, I just finished my um, freshman year of college. I'm doing a business management major right now, which – I feel like I'm really uncertain about it, and I, but I've prayed about it a bunch, and I feel like God's God's just telling me like, hey, just get through these classes you're in now. Don't don't worry about like these next three or four years. Just get through what I have you in right now, mm-hmm. and w- what I have for you will, will come in time, kind of thing. Dude, I've so I'm, trying, I'm just trying to like really hey, trust. Hey, what, okay, what time are you on, man? What time? Yeah. I think I'm on God's time, man. Hey, bro, man. God's, I know, it, bro. I know no, it. I, bro, that's so crazy that you say that because, like, I I promise you, and we've talked about this, but, dude, I've said the same exact thing. Like, people come up to me all the time, like, about the podcast in general. Like, hey, like, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to go, like, and y'all boys know about my my big project. Um, I can announce that in about a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but – uh, or two, I don't know, but anyways, people ask me all the time, dude, what are you doing with your life, man? You're going to go into ministry. You're going to coach. You're going to go overseas. Like, what are you going to do? And I mean, I have dreams and goals. Like I love basketball, dude. I would love to play professional basketball overseas, uh, and do like ministry stuff there. Like, that's what I say I'd like to do, but dude, ultimately and, and HUD, you know, this, the book of Proverbs says that, um, the Lord guides and directs our steps yeah, I really I felt the same thing, Cade. Get through these classes, and you know, slowly it'll it'll be made known to you. Because yeah, I'd be lying if I said I had this picture perfect plan for my life. But I know that the Lord, um, when I'm in His will, and I know that whenever I'm seeking uh, His face every day in His Word, I know that um, good things gonna happen. Yeah, definitely. No, I I can like kind of dis discouraged about that sometimes because like I'll be talking to my friends and they'll be like oh yeah, I'm going to go do this. And then like, I'm going to take this test and I'm going to get certified for this. Yeah. And I'm going to get this job. And I, I'm like, bro, you have like the next 10 years of your life planned out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, right. Yeah. Um, I, I tell Caleb all the time. We always, we always kind of have similar talks to this. And it, the biggest thing I go back to is be where your feet are. You know, yeah. you know, you, your head starts wandering in different directions, but if you look where you're at, that's probably where your mission field is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hud, just write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Bars. For real, though, uh, dude, that's something I've had to tell myself a lot. Like, and I don't know. See, my family is so supportive that you know how there's some parents that, like, they pressure their kid to be a doctor or they pressure yeah. their kid to be a coach or they pressure their kid to do this or do that. My family is so opposite of that. Like, I could be like, hey, I want to go be whatever. And they'd be like, okay, we support you. And they just like leave it at that. 
And then I'm sometimes yeah. I'm just like, well, can you not like, you know, like give me a little push somewhere? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, oh, we support you no matter what. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. But oh, for sure. My parents, my parents are similar to that. But uh, just look, uh, what is it? In Proverbs, gray hair is a sign of wisdom that should be looked for for advice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look for those, look for those other people, you know, that have been through it. I love talking to the, the elders in our church uh, yeah. that uh, really have been through it. You know, they, they always nice. send some wisdom for me. Yeah, definitely. Bro, older people are so nice. Like, That's seriously. Sweet. Like, they're, they're so they're, sweet. There's, there's two kinds of old people. There's the old people who are, like, oh, so happy to still be alive, and then the ones who are just ready to pass on. Okay. <laughs> 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 brother <laughs> oh my gosh but i didn't expect you to say that well, well it's, it's it's true well okay i'll say this whenever i was working on my you know big project uh my friend carter he gave me the best piece of advice i've ever been given uh he said i he said go to every older wise christian you know and ask them what is one thing that you know that I should know at this age. Mm-hmm. Hud, dude, I'll you know, dude gave me my my favorite quote that you love. Uh, the closest you'll ever be to the Lord is when you have nothing but Him. Man, I I really cannot tell you how many people I've told that here, just mm-hmm. just just here in training, and uh, how how many of them have been like, bro, I felt that at boot, or like I felt that here, you know. I'll. I listened to y'all's um, podcast last, or uh, it might not have been last week, but it was the first one when Hudson got back from basic. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard him t- talking about that. And mm-hmm. I, I started to think about it. Um, Also, where like the, the mission field is where God has you right now kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's just like a crazy thing to wrap your mind around. Because like for me, I've been kind of like back and forth between like the same two spots for like the past year. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll start to feel like stagnant, but then like hearing that it's, it's like, no, God still has more work for me to do here. Right. Otherwise I wouldn't still be here. Kind of thing. What do you, what do you always say Hudson about the thing with Gideon? Oh, Gideon was, oh yeah. Gideon was hiding in the wine cellar. And uh, then he finally got his head on straight and he's like, all right, God. But the first thing God told him to do was take down the statue in his hometown. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like lead my people to fight, to fight the, um, Philistines or something along those lines uh, to fight, but it was first start in your hometown, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always a cool idea that you don't have to go to Africa uh, to to uh, preach the word, you know. I can, yeah. It kind of took me doing that, but that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he went to Africa on a mission trip last summer, but dude, and I I was telling Hudson this, uh, like you say about impacting people where you're at, bro. I had two people in the same day and I felt awful I felt awful but they came up to me they said dude I, I listened to your podcast the other day man I love it I love what you and Hudson are doing I was like man thank you so much and they're like all right see you Caleb and I'm like see ya friend like, I don't I, I don't know their name like two I kid you not two people in the same exact day came up to me I had no idea who they were and then uh, I told that to, I was telling a friend about it the other day and like, dude, well, that is the true sign of impact because that means if you don't know the people you're impacting, that means you have a life of significance. And so that like, dude, yeah. 
Yeah. Go ahead, Hud. No, I just cut out for a second, but I, I totally agree with you, bro. Um, when the, the times when I'm most down about it, and I just I just got back from the field mm-hmm. with 13 hours of sleep for the whole week, and I'm like, bro, I'm not feeling this podcast right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I just want to chill out or something like that. That's when that's when one of my buddies said, hey, man, I listened to your podcast the other day, and uh, I really liked it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that was one of those things that sparked. You know, it was like God's going to be there in your lowest, your highest for sure. And you know what's insane about we that? Hey, hey, boys. Um, I'm going to have to let y'all finish this up, guys. I got to go back and get information. So okay, I gotta go. got to go. We got five minutes till the session expires, so that's good. Yes, well, hey, we'll, we'll wrap it up with you real quick. Uh, Cade, thank you so much for being on, brother. Uh, yeah. Hudson, time crunch as always in the Marines. Got to go active. Got to go train. Got to go, uh, you know. Serve a country. Doing it's crazy, bro. They're 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 tapping on the window, yelling at me right now. But uh, Cade, bro, it was great having you on, man. I really enjoyed hearing your testimony, yes, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all letting me come on here. It's awesome. Of course. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, uh, and we will see you next Wednesday. See y'all. See you guys.